Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello and welcome to another episode of Connection with Brian and Nicole. And we are so glad that you joined us today. Uh, summer is moving right along and it's been really hot, but uh, we are, we're just glad that you were able to join us. Uh, today we have Deb Aldridge here that we're going to be talking to, but we want to invite you to connect with us. You can always go to connectionshow.org and you can pull up past episodes, listen to audio, you can uh, send us a message, you can send us a prayer request, a comment, a question, but definitely go there and let us know that you're watching the show from wherever you're watching and uh, just connect with us there. So would you like to say hello? Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for asking. Good. Me. We're glad to have you today, too. And um, one of the things that we did is you, Deb, you've had quite a testimony over about the last three and a half, close to four years. Yes, sir. Uh, God's really been moving in your life. And I thought that that was something that people would really uh, not only be able to relate to, but I think it would help them. And so I just, we just wanted to have you here today as our guest. And basically share some of your testimony Great. and um, I know that several years ago we I guess about five years ago we got to know each other mm -hmm. and then eventually you started you came and visited the church and ever since then you've been such a great friend to Nicole and I and we really appreciate that uh, but a lot has been happening in the spirit with God and through Christ and with the Holy Spirit and we just want to hear some of that today and I'm sure I'll have questions for you and uh, I know that Nicole can pull out different things than I can but uh, why don't you uh, just tell some of your story up till now and just share it with everybody all right I can certainly do that um, it started about three and a half years ago uh, when my husband and I had gotten to a point where we had fallen away from attending church on a regular basis. Uh, we were raised in two different denominations, or two different religions, and when we came together and got married, uh, we really wanted to find a place that both of us felt comfortable. So we had tried a number of different places, uh, really never found a right fit, didn't seem, uh, didn't get the sense that it was, that it was the right place for us. And I think we were at the place in our walk where we were checking the box. We knew we had grown up with the expectation that we would attend church. Um, when we had our son, William, we knew it was critically important to make sure that William was exposed to uh, a Christian environment, to a church environment. So we wanted to make sure that we continued to do that. So we attended church and we checked the box. But I think our experience was that was where it ended. Right that uh, we didn't necessarily know God, we didn't necessarily take Jesus with us in our walk during our daily life. Uh, we weren't really sure, I guess, or even aware, frankly, how that worked or right. even that it existed. So we had come to a place where we had not been attending church on a regular basis. Um, Stephen had, my husband Stephen had actually met Brian because he was working as a soccer coach at Williams School. And uh, one Sunday morning, no particular Sunday morning uh, in general, but Stephen came to me and he said, I, I have to go to church today <laughs> and you can come with me or you can choose not to come with me, but I'm supposed to go to Boomerang Church. And I, I remember looking at him and saying, Boomerang? <laughs> 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 
seriously? That's not the first time we've seen no. that face or heard that <laughs> no. comment. No, you've known me long enough. Yes, that is true. Um, but my immediate sense was if this was my husband's leading and he was going to do this and this meant going to church, then I was willing to be with him. I wanted to go with him. Right. I wanted to uh, bring my son into the same experience. So we ventured off to this thing called Boomerang Church. And what Stephen would share with you is he wasn't quite sure how I was going to react in this kind of a church environment. It's a little different than way, the way I had been raised. Uh, I had been raised Catholic, which is there's a lot of ritual in the Catholic Church. So you're used to a lot of routine. And Boomerang is mildly different yeah. <laughs> from that. So what we came to church, and uh, I remember, in fact... How is it, just in general, how is it different? Uh, I think our experience immediately was just the overwhelming sense of love and welcoming and acceptance, and it felt, I guess the best way to describe it is it felt like a home away from home mm. in a wow. different cool. way. I wasn't quite sure how to pin that down when yeah. we first started, but there was a me an immediate sense of comfort mm. yeah. um, that we hadn't really felt in church before. And frankly, I wasn't sure what to expect. Yeah. So when the service started and we were doing praise and worship, keep in mind I'm used to the Catholic pipe organ or a choir or right. very old-time uh, gospel-type music, stuff that all of us are probably familiar with at some point in our, in our Christian walk or, or um, church walk. But that was not what happened here. <laughs> the music was great. It was different, and it touched me in a really powerful way. Um, I remember... Probably the best way to describe it is I felt God for the first time. Right. I actually felt his presence. And I remember <laughs> the best way to, to really say it is um, I started sobbing. And I didn't know why I was crying, <laughs> but I knew that it was good. Yeah, <laughs> right. I knew the words I was singing or the words I was exposed to in those praise and worship songs were moving me in a way I had never been moved before. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a really powerful experience. Let me let me interject here. Yeah. And um, because so from our perspective, our perspective was a little bit different from what you were experiencing so far. So your kind of your first in, you know introduction, I would say, was when he woke up and said, "I'm going to church." He woke you know he woke up and said, "I'm supposed to go to Boomerang because I believe God had put it on his heart." You walk in, it's a different, you know, it's a different setting than what you're used to. But for us, it started about a year before that. And basically what happened was um, I actually, I didn't know who Stephen Aldridge was. I didn't know, I didn't know what he looked like. I had heard his name and that was about it. All I'd, all I'd done was, you know, heard there's this guy and uh, he and his wife uh, run the funeral home and um, that was basically all I'd heard but the Lord started to put y'all's name on my heart it started with his and then both of you and so we just you know I continued praying for Stephen Aldridge and uh, then I started praying for Stephen and Deb Aldridge and I remember one day I did a funeral and uh, walked out there and uh, went and he was there but I didn't know who he was. And he said that was a good service and I think that service was different from what he normally sees and, and he just he felt the the genuineness and the mm -hmm. power and the life of it. 
and he made he made mention to me uh, about that and he said thank you well then a few days later a few weeks later I see him at the school and I'm past him and he goes hey how you doing preacher and uh, I was like wow that guy I know he was from the funeral home but he remembered me wow that's impressive because not everybody does that all the time and it, it blessed me that he remembered who I was and I still didn't know that it was Stephen Aldridge who I'd been praying for for six right. months because God had kept putting that name. He kept bringing that name up in prayer. And uh, he, just, he had a plan and he had a purpose, yes, which is did. what we're talking about. And um, so I started praying for Stephen Aldridge, praying for just be blessed. And, and then I knew that we were supposed to connect. Well, it was only a few days after that that I figured out this guy that said, you know, thank you after the service and then that passed me and said that. This this was your husband Stephen, and um, and I went oh <laughs> that's who that is hey I've been praying for that guy you know <laughs> yeah. and finally figured it out and then you know we had talked a couple of times and your son William had been on the soccer team that I was coaching and uh, that was just the Lord lining that up and it was kind of interesting to see how that worked it, you could see God's hand in it mm -hmm. the whole time I agree. And then I had no idea, but y'all walk in, you know, the door on Sunday morning. And I'm like, I think, oh, praise God. You know, man, the Lord has something for them. Mm -hmm. But I knew that your background was not boomerang. And, Correct. you know, we try to be very real and, you know, and genuine and loving. But not everybody's used to that. A lot, you know, a lot of we have structure, but the structure is the Holy Spirit. And we yeah. very much... Um, give ourselves to his leading uh, which you're about to tell a part of that uh, how we allow him to move and um, I can remember when you walked in I was thinking man I wonder how they're going to enjoy the music <laughs> I'm not sure My, so our thoughts were I, well I hope they like it I'm not sure that they will but maybe they will and so we get into the worship and uh, all of a sudden we you know it's a little I don't remember what the songs were that morning but I remember feeling the pressure of they might not like this you know but I knew I, I had learned by then that the Holy Spirit to trust him yeah trust him so then we got I'm already feeling this and then we get into the worship and I remember we played like three or four songs one of them was kind of long and then the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says play that last song again and I'm thinking they probably thinking about y'all in particular they probably just want to sit down you know <laughs> they probably just want to sit right. down and get into the message and so my flesh was going I don't want to play that song again no no I don't want to that's not logical that doesn't make sense and the Holy Spirit said play that song again and then we played that song again. Now, y'all already know the end of the story, but this is what I, d I don't know this side of the story at that point. And I look over, and you are sobbing. Mm -hmm. You are bawling. I'm like, either God's touching her or she <laughs> hates it, one or the other. And I hope God's touching her, but oh, well. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's too late. But he was. God was and touching. I think the thing that was most amazing was during that last song I think I remember actually thinking if I were to listen to this song again whatever is happening to me is going to go deeper yeah something is is going to break off something is going to be deeper 
And so when you did play the song a second time, it was like, oh boy, yeah. hold on, because yeah. here it comes. And it just poured. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I wasn't, I, I'm sure I was probably wondering what everyone around me was thinking. Here I am coming to this church for the first time. <laughs> And my makeup is pouring <laughs> off of my face. <laughs> so I was like, I sure hope these people are legitimate in loving me because we're going to test we're this out find pretty out quick. Soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was that was really an amazing kickoff. And then we sat down to listen to Brian's sermon, and Brian walked up to the lectern up at the front, and he paused. I remember him pausing. Or the podium. Or the podium. Or the pulpit. Or the pulpit. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Thank you, yes. <laughs> that thing up at the front where you put your notes. Anyway, he had his notes up there, and I remember he paused. He consciously paused. And now I know that as being the Brian's listening for the Holy Spirit to lead him to right. do something. At the time, it was like, does he not know when to start? <laughs> He's got <laughs> his notes. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> but what he said was, the Holy Spirit's got something different planned today. I had a whole set of notes that I was going to preach from today, but that's not what the Holy Spirit has. The Holy Spirit wants me to teach, them, teach something or preach something completely different. So he literally threw his notes. So his notes go flying, and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I didn't quite know what was going to happen next. And he took a sheet of we paper. We are off script. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourselves, people. Well, anyway, and and my thoughts at that moment were, she's already bawling. I know they're <laughs> supposed to be here today. The Holy Spirit now is telling me to preach something completely off script. We're all in now. We might as well go yep. for it. And yep. So. so he took a sheet of paper and he had a pen. And I remember very distinctly what he wrote on that sheet of paper. And it was, God, the greater than sign. And a, he drew a blank. God is greater than fill in the blank. And we could fill in the blank with anything we, we felt we needed yeah. to. Now, it was an amazing sermon. Frankly, after three and a half years, I'm not sure I remember all the details of it. But this was the really powerful takeaway. We left the service that day. And we headed home. And we had lunch. And my husband and I sat down. We have a little sitting area outside of our kitchen. And we sat down. And I said, well, what did you think? And I could tell something was going on on the inside of Stephen. And he said, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what am I not going to believe? And he said, you're not going to believe this. He said, but for the last probably month, maybe more, maybe less, he said, I've really been meditating on these seven scriptures. I've, I've known them my whole <laughs> life. I don't understand why they're not manifesting in my life. I've been asking the Lord to speak to me about these scriptures, to give me, you know, why, what am I missing here? He said, Brian hit every single one <laughs> of the seven scriptures. And he was completely overloaded by the fact that he felt like Brian had read his mail. <laughs> like, is he in my head? What's going on? This is completely off what I've ever known. How could this happen? Right. Just shocked almost. So I remember he started texting Brian and he's, I remember him saying, brother, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> and on the other end, I was going, well, this ought to be interesting. <laughs> and I, I thought, what's that? <laughs> yes. And 
Stephen went on to say, you hit every single one of those seven scriptures that I had been thinking about, that I had been meditating on, that I had questions about. You nailed every one of them. What's going on? Are you in my head? <laughs> and I think what was amazing, what came out of that, that initial interaction between Stephen and Brian is that I think, I'm not sure who actually, you can probably tell me who introduced the idea, but they decided to meet for breakfast the next morning. Yeah. And so they did. They met for breakfast this, the next morning. And what was interesting was that breakfast meeting turned into Stephen and Brian spending the entire day together and really giving Brian uh, an opportunity to minister to Stephen, for Stephen to ask questions, for them to get to know each other better. Um, so maybe you can speak to that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that y'all were just at a point in life where you had kind of disconnected from the everyday life and intimacy of Jesus. And I think riding the wave of disconnection that I think that you were both at um, a very critical place in your life. Um, and um, I'll move on so you don't have to cry on TV. No, I'm so, not. I'm good. <laughs> good for now. I'm good. It's good. Um, no, but I think that um, it was a very important time. What I had the Holy Spirit in me, I remember when he texted me, he said, you're not going to believe this, you know, brother. And I went, I'm not going to believe what? Because I've heard, you know, the, the gamut of things that come back after a statement like that. Like some people love stuff, some people hate stuff. And he said, he told me about the seven scriptures and that I hit everyone. And I didn't hit them. I just listened and was obedient to the Holy Spirit. And the right. Holy Spirit hit everyone. Yeah. Because I think at that moment, he was trying to connect with y'all in a way yes. that um, only he could do. Mm -hmm. And it took somebody to be obedient, to know how to hear from God, and then be obedient so that he could connect with you. And um, we, we talk about it quite a lot, but, you know, the manifestations of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit today in today's society, uh, most people, because of the great input of uh, data and the great input of everything that's coming into their lives, they've just formed a shell around them, and they're not letting stuff pass their shell. And, and you can kind of prove that when you go and somebody gets in front of a salesman. As soon as somebody starts selling them, they'll shut down. That's that shell. Well, church is kind of looked at like that today. But when you move, one of the ways to break through that shell for a Christian is when you start moving in the power and the manifestation or the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it cracks that shell. It gets people's attention. Right. And so ultimately what I was doing was allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me and lead my words and that kind of um, word of knowledge of what was going on in y'all's life, mm -hmm. um, it cracked the shell mm -hmm. and it opened up that shell so that God could implant his love in, in you. And um, so I'm sitting there and he tells me about his scriptures, but we've been in ministry long enough where I knew it doesn't need to be just one person that's getting revelation in a marriage. It needs to be both. And so I remember asking the question, um, so how'd your, how'd your wife like it? <laughs> How was Deb? And, and she was like, Oh, he said, oh, my goodness, God moved all over her. And I was like, oh, good. Whew. <laughs> At home, I was like, oh, good. Hey, hey, Nicole, guess what? She, she wasn't crying because she hated it. <laughs> she, the Lord was moving on her. So it was, it was a good moment. But yeah. um, 
But I had a couple hours the next morning, yep. and I knew that the timing was important. Mm -hmm. And in the timing being important, uh, I knew that I was supposed to give him that time. And so we started uh, talking. We went to a restaurant, and we sat down, I think, about 9 o'clock. And at um, basically 10 o'clock, we were still going. At 11 o'clock, we were still going. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, give him every bit of your day. Reschedule whatever else you had. Give him every ounce, that he, every ounce of time that he will give you. Open yourself up. And so we just talked, and we just went over all the questions that he had. And he was asking questions here and there and about those scriptures and everything else. And in the end, just that humility that he brought really allowed the grace of God to pour in. And I would say at the end of that day, he was a different person. And that different person helped lead to uh, more of you being a different person mm -hmm. too. And I think that was, you know, y'all been here pretty much ever since from that. But that yeah. day was really beautiful because just the humility and the grace of God was amazing. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it, Absolutely. Was, it was good. So what, uh, how has... What was some more about that period of time that you just, particularly like the first couple of months, what did you see that was different? What was what caught your attention and showed you? I know the power There's, of God was moving on you a lot. But. I know Brian mentioned to me before we were going to start today that he wanted me to share my testimony. <laughs> and right before we started uh, this particular recording, I asked Brian, which testimony would you like <laughs> me to share? Because I'm to the point now where... I've got a whole yeah. <laughs> basket full of them yeah. and enjoy sharing them, yeah. enjoy talking about them. And I think, well, just to let y'all know, I think what we're going to do is we're going to have another episode next week with Deb, and we're going to let her share some of those. So I, I, it'll be awesome because I know some of them. So uh, just get ready for next week. So. Okay, great. <laughs> um, but I think those first few months for me, I found myself getting really hungry hungry and wanting to know more. When I was raised, I didn't ever really take the opportunity to read the Bible, pick up the Bible. Um, that's not the way I had been raised. So I do remember at one point looking at Stephen one night and saying, you know, I, I might ought to read the Bible. Where should I start? <laughs> it's a good idea. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know where to, frankly, yeah. I did not know where to start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you start in the Old Testament and read all the way through to the New? Do you start in the New and go back to the Old? Do you do you pick and choose? Yeah. I didn't know the order of the chapters. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Right. I was really, really new at this. And at that point, I was in my late 30s, and I had been a Christian my whole life. Right. So to be faced with the concept or the idea that I'm not sure I know this Jesus or God that's in the Bible. I know what's been told yes. to me, but I don't know mm -hmm. it because of my own hunger. I don't know it because of my own desire yeah. to know him more. So I remember Stephen saying, Romans, start in Romans. It's a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I just remember those first few months were really me wanting to dig in. The sermons here are phenomenal. So it was catching a hold of each of the teachings and the preachings that you provided. Uh, I think you were actually in Super Kids mm. teaching in the nursery at the time. So I know William uh, was spending time with you there. But I actually came up on my first need to really exercise my faith, probably 
six months in. Right. Wouldn't you say six months in? I was actually at that time working in Raleigh. Right. So I was driving to Raleigh every Monday morning. I was spend. I had an apartment in Raleigh. I was spending two, sometimes three nights in Raleigh. Uh, what I found myself, and then not coming home until Thursday, and working from home on Friday. But as we start started coming here, it was like, ooh, I want to be here Wednesday night too. <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. I don't. I don't. What a blessing. I don't want there to be an opportunity for me not to hear mm-hmm. something, not to learn something, not to grow in some way. So my routine changed, and I found myself wanting to come home on Wednesday, even if that meant I had to turn around Thursday morning and drive all the way up and back to Raleigh just on Thursday. If I wanted to be here Wednesday, I, wow. I felt like I needed to be here Wednesday. So got to the point where I, I was ready to be done with commuting all the way up there. And I remember coming to Pastor Brian and saying, you know, Stephen and William are sort of done with me working that far away. I need to find something closer to home. Not sure what I'm supposed to do. There's possibly an opportunity at an organization I had been at prior to going to Raleigh, but wasn't quite sure where to step next. Yeah. And what I remember of that time and your wise counsel, I remember being on the phone with you. I think one day I was working from home and you and I were maybe on the phone for two hours. And it was you helping me understand I need understand I needed to press into my flesh, wanting me <laughs> to find a job immediately. <laughs> that I, sh- that I sh- maybe shouldn't necessarily do what I wanted to do, that maybe it might be important to actually ask the Lord. <laughs> Or to wait on the Lord's shocking. timing. Yes. <laughs> shocking. Big, shocking. Um, That's good, though. A lot of people don't, yeah. they don't know that. Right. Or, and I, and, and it just, was foreign to me. I'll and, be completely honest to you, yeah. with you. It was foreign. It was a foreign concept to me. Well, they certainly don't know it as a reality of how to live. Mm-hmm. So. And I think the transition I was feeling at that time was professionally, I had set some personal goals for myself. I was bound and determined I was going to be the health information technology consultant to the president. Mm. I mean, that was my goal. I was going to Washington. I was, that was where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And I was on the path to get there. But when I started really getting to know the Lord and learning what it meant to submit myself to his leading, what it meant to submit myself to a pastor Mm -hmm. or pastors, I think what I started to understand was that there was something different and quite possibly it was going to be better than anything I could have ever imagined for myself or bigger than any goal I could set for myself, even if it meant working locally, but doing what he would have me do. That was a really interesting switch for me in my thinking. And that all happened, started to happen during that time. Yeah. So after that conversation with you, there was an opportunity at my previous employer for me to step into, but I wasn't quite sure if that opportunity was gonna present itself. Some pieces needed to move there with staffing before a position became available. And so I remember leaning on Brian quite a bit about, oh, this just happened, now what do I do? This just happened, now what do I do? And I remember Brian saying, be patient. I remember you telling me, (laughs) be patient, it will come but you have to be patient. So I remember taking comfort in that and I remember feeling at peace about it and peace in a way that I had never experienced before. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
that it was going to work. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to work, but it was going to work. Mm -hmm. And three months later, the pieces moved the way they were supposed to move. A position opened. I met with the executive director, and in two weeks, I had a job. Yeah. Amen. And I was moving back home. Yeah. God came through. God came through in yeah. a big way and in a different way than I would have ever expected. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, we're wrapping up uh, for today, but uh, we'll have you back next week, and I want to hear some more testimonies. And, and I just want to say that the same way that, that Deb just described of God moving for her, he, that's his character and his nature. That's and if you will accept him and by faith accept who he is, he will move just like that for you because he won't, that's who he is and that's who Absolutely. he wants to be in your life. And so just right now, just pray this with me. Just say, Father, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that God sent his son to die for me and that he brought him back to life for me. And I take him as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today on Connection. We're glad that you got to be here. Check it out on ConnectionShow.org. And we want you to just have a great, great week. Thank you so much for being You're here. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.